welcome to the Saint Chris Pen Oh boy. Ooh, that was that was a little different than mine the other day, and now you did you did yours. Why don't you why don't you do that O again? That's when somebody puts too much mustard on your hot dog and you're like, Yeah, that's that's something. Well, everyone, welcome to uh, the SideQuest Podcast. Again, we we don't have Eric. This is very unusual for Eric. Um, well, I mean, he's got a good excuse. He, he's beaching it up, and he's a busy beach boy. He is a busy beach boy, but we're going to be uh, water boys next week, so... Um, yeah, we are. You know, we're, we're heading to the, to the lake house. <laughs> to the... <laughs> we're... Who knows what's going to happen? Um, why don't you explain to everyone this lake house and how there's always incidents? So thankfully, we have the palindrome Jedi who joins us, Anna, who is the transcriber of events. Is that the, the, <laughs> yeah, the curator? That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. And it's just, there's there's no way of knowing what's going to happen from Siri to... Your dumbass falling into the raft. Yep. And, uh, and then her making a video of it with goofy music. Uh, this is what happened. So, yeah, no, this is going to be a, a big event for the SideQuest podcast gang. Uh, we will all be in attendance and we will have a special guest appearance by Kyle from the Back in Time podcast. So I'm thinking Kyle. that this will be a great opportunity for a crossover live episode or something like that. I think like we that. should do it right out on the boat. Oh, yeah. Maybe just on the dock so we can actually get internet, but um, hell, why not? I think we should. Oh, I mean, do you remember when we all just rocked out to, uh, uh, oh, shit, I'm drawing a blank on Jack Black and Kyle Gas's band Tenacious D when yep. we rocked out on the boat to that with Kyle last year. So good. So we, uh, that's just yeah yeah we have a good time we're going for quite a few days this this time wednesday thursday friday saturday and sunday though uh sunday is always a sad day because <laughs> it's over but uh at least we'll have uh, a good four days yeah and, and then we kiss the boat goodbye and sink it and with then, fireworks yeah yeah which uh, dave almost blew his boat up once we got there, and he uh, he had a little, like, launcher off the side of his dock, and we shot, like, two fireworks off, and then he put the third one in there, and it, like, tipped to the right and just shot under the boat and just exploded, uh, shook the whole dock, and, and then he ended the firework uh, display for that night, which was yeah. a little sad, but he did almost blow up the boat, so... <laughs> So yeah, there's always there's always an incident. Well, there's many incidents, many weird things happen, you know. Always. But all of us go way back, so there's a lot of inside jokes, and and luckily we have Anna there to uh, just write all these down. And then around Halloween or Christmas time, I think she pops it back out and reviews all the dumb shit that we did for four days. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a, a good tradition. It's almost like. Uh reading the night before christmas and anna just tells us the night before you all did something stupid yep and uh and some of them are just one word like my back ow my back and we <laughs> all immediately know what that means 
So but this um, will be a big year because Eric will be there with us with with his uh, amazing cohort of Jess. Congrats to them one more time, many a time. Yeah, very excited for them to join us. And uh, it, you know, this year we actually had them pick the weekend, so uh, <laughs> opposed to just throwing a weekend out there. So it should be good. Um, we get the whole crew up there, and it'll be a goofy time. Play some board games and watch i'm what i'm really looking forward to is and this is kind of what we started last year was the uh, you know old slasher film set at a lake house or like a camp and we Mm -hmm. did sleepaway camp last year so we have to watch something this year at the lake that has to be something similar okay i like this i like that this is officially a thing so let's audience what should we watch I, nothing's coming to my mind right off the top of the bat without thinking of obviously you know camp crystal lake or camp, the 13th oh or, i've you know yeah. no i've got i've got it i've i mm-hmm. oh. sleep over nightmares what we're gonna watch oh boy all right i haven't even heard of that one you want to give us a you little think, synopsis uh you think pizza parlor massacre was uh interesting <laughs> Wait till you watch Sleepover Nightmare. Oh boy. All right. Well, I'm excited. We're going to have was... to dive into that next week. It's I like so that. good. We, yeah, I... I, we, we once watched this movie twice in a row. And I had seen it many a time. And I was like, Anna, we're going to watch this movie. And she's like, you're, you're joking, right? And I was like, nope, we're watching it. So we watched it. And then. Like, nope, now we're watching it with director commentary. We watched it back to back. Well, I, I, I can't wait. Um, definitely love Sleepaway Camp as, you know, the shitty horror movie with a, quite a twist at the end there. Uh, and just the the weird acting of the mother or whatever at the beginning of the movie. Oh, so, old Aunt Martha. Yeah, so I, I can't wait. And I kind of like it. This is turning into tradition. We go to the lake and then we watch you know, horror movie. I think we did it last time because we, we tend to go to like at least, you know, twice uh, during the summer. One in the middle like we're doing this time and then one towards the end like in September. And I think we were just getting very excited for Spooktober. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, I think we should do it every time we go. So in the middle of the summer one and then towards the end. And there's so many great movies that we can just jump into Dave will hate us for it. Dave, Jeff, you will appreciate it. Eric maybe falls asleep. Anna will be pissed. And then Jess will just have no idea what the hell's going on. <laughs> Poor Jess sometimes just looks at all and is like, the hell is happening? But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, she's a good sport and she has a lot of fun as per the wedding and all of our other kooky adventures. She's, she sometimes gets into it too. So that's, that's kind of funny, oh, totally. especially making uh, fun of Eric. Anytime he kind of has a few drinks and then stands there and talks to other adults. And he just basically morphs into his dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we all get a kick out of that. So speaking of summer stuff, you know, I sent you a link earlier. There's this thing called the forge. I don't know if anyone else is into like summer activities you know, like we do, there's obviously lake houses, there's, you know, you go Six Flags, you can, uh, you know, go to the pool or whatever, things like that. But uh, this thing looked pretty, pretty badass. It's like in an old quarry. 
So I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking we need to do an adventure here and then report back to everyone how how it was. It's called the Forge in Lamont. Obviously, that's in Illinois, but I'm sure they have uh, stuff similar to that in other states. Oh yeah, I just I where did you hear about this place? This it was place like my mom epic. said it to me. She sometimes oh. just see something on the internet and then just text me a link and said you might be interested and and this one definitely interested yeah so it seems like it's an aerial activity park so yeah it's like it's huge it's like eight towers adventure i'm trying to think of a good movie to i think i feel like if you go to this you are george of the jungle Pretty much. And if we bring our friend Dave, he's immediately going to get hurt. Um, because yeah, he always gets hurt. Gonna always gonna break hurt. his cockex. Or his back, or his ligament, or his foot, or something. Jeez, oh, poor Dave. <laughs> this is always getting hurt. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I also want to do that, that lazy river thing. Where you kind of, I think that's in Crystal Rock or somewhere, where you just... You get on the river on a float, and then they have a little floating like cooler, and you just go down it. <laughs> it sounds yeah. stupid, but I mean, what's better than having a beer going down a river on a raft with a bunch of your your weird friends? Yeah, and so I know we talked about this previously off the podcast, but you've never done something like this before, right? No, just the pool stuff, like at Disney or like with my niece or, you know, just the pool lazy rivers. Nothing like on a river river, which I really, really would like to do. Yeah, it's I did one in West Virginia and it was the dirtiest, most grossest, most awesome thing ever. Can't wait. I mean, yeah, you you're already just, sold me on it. You get, you're, you're just floating around and you're just like, give me a drink. And then you have a drink and you're spinning around. The sun's beating down on you. You get caught in some brush and you're just like, get me out of here. And then they're like, a fish just flops up into your crotch. It's like, this is, this is America. This is living. Well, I can't wait to do it. I hope we can find a, a day, um, before Spooktober to, to head down to the crick. The old crick in a flog loom. Oh, you don't say. If and you mustn't. And we are picking back up the Whiskey Club starting uh, next week, which I'm pretty excited about. I don't know we if... are. So, yeah. So, it's Scotch, correct? Yep. It's uh, it's Scotch from Scotland. So, because um, I think they do make American Scotches. But, uh, yeah, this, this has got to be made in Scotland. Um, and we'll, we'll do the tasting next week, which I'm looking forward to because we kind of took a two month pause there, but you know, the beginning of summer is just kind of nuts for everyone with the wedding and then for, you know, um, uh, I had surgery and then Dave had surgery and like, yeah, I was just, you know, so I'm excited to get back into that. Cause that's always, that's always a good time. Yeah. And it's, I, I honestly don't know much about scotchity, scotch, scotch, scotch. So I'm excited to experience a lot of the different flavors that we will have on hand. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, one of my favorite things is, uh, and we did this, you know, the last time we were at your house, but uh, you get some scotch in you, you get some whiskey in you, we're sitting around your kitchen table, 
and then the big uh, the big blue Marvel book comes out, big encyclopedia of all Marvel characters. Oh yeah. And uh, and a debate tends to in in you know tends to happen of who could beat who, and um, and you got to bring out the encyclopedia to go for it. This year, I actually went to the Marvel um, museum thing at Science and Industry in Chicago. Which was really cool, and I recommend anyone go there if you're a Marvel fan, because I mean they have like original prints, they have you know sketches um, like early days of Marvel and uh, other characters that never made it, and just the history behind some of the bigger characters like Iron Man and uh, Spider Man and Loki and Thanos and all that. So, but I got the new uh, the new edition of all the Marvel characters. In this big giant encyclopedia, so I need to make sure I bring that. Okay, uh, so we can get in a debate, and then Anna, and then probably Jess can stand in the corner and just glare at us, like they well, tend to do. That happens. It very much happens. <laughs> Grown ass adult ma- guys just standing around a table. No, he could beat the shit out of him. And uh, <sighs> you have to check. So, speaking of Marvel, we're gonna side quest it a bit. Uh, you probably heard the news. I watched this, I think, Tuesday night, and I got super jit- super jittery, super excited. We finally had the Deadpool-Marvel crossover. It has happened mm-hmm. in commercial form, but it's happened with Krang, who's from uh, Thor Ragnarok, and um, he was in. Uh, he was also in the last Avenger movie. He was, and, and it's Korg. Korg, and it's played by... Takita Wahiti! Yes, who also directed uh, Ragnarok, one of my favorite um, Marvel movies so far. So, I guess this means that... Is Deadpool in it? How's how's this work? Because Deadpool's kind of a a weird character, isn't he? He's self-aware that he's a comic or he's a character. I think that's one of his things, where he knows what he is, so he can tend to jump around... And I think so he's... it'll be it'll be really interesting because Deadpool three is on the MCU slate. It's there. It's it exists. Like when we're talking about in the the brave new world future of the new Blade movie, when we're talking about the new Fantastic Four movie, Deadpool three, bam, is there with Ryan Reynolds, and they definitely just tip their hat by having this sort of crossover event and it was so simple but at the same time so powerful and i just wonder and uh, audience we will talk more about the last two episodes of loki yeah we're going to wait for week. eric to get back so we will have that yeah. big mega show next week the end of loki and the future of what the hell's going on in marvel but I, there's just so much going on that had just got, boom, thrown out there into the open. Um, I, I wonder if Deadpool plays a factor in that at all. I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many questions. And Marvel did. Well, we'll, we'll save it for the, the, yeah. the full episode. But it, it'll be cool. And it's, it's funny how basically when Marvel bought 20th Century Fox and got back most of the marvel characters obviously sony still owns um spider-man and and all them but i think at this point marvel has most of the characters back inc- 
including the X-Men and uh, and Deadpool, but it, no one is crossing over. And I think um, Kevin Feige specifically said, you know, we're going to use new characters for X-Men and all that. But it seems like Ryan Reynolds is going to kind of sneak by that and continue playing Deadpool because he's just, he was literally born to play this stupid character. And mm-hmm. it's easy for him to be in the new movie because he could literally do an opening to Deadpool 3 and say, oh, and it could be like a background of 20th Century Fox getting blown up and then he kind of just steps to the right into like the Disney logo and says, oh, I'm here now. Because that's what his character does. He's just self-aware of what's going on and is like, okay, I'm in Disney now and puts on some Mickey ears and just skips away and then the movie starts. Yeah, if that's not the exact entrance for Deadpool into the MCU, uh, Disney, I know you're listening. Jeff just nailed it. It's going to be ridiculous Uh, and goofy, however they bring him in. I think when Disney bought uh, 20th Century Fox, Ryan Reynolds posted on his Instagram him as Deadpool getting escorted out of uh, Disney World, (laughs) where he's handcuffed and getting uh, escorted out by security. So... Outside of everyone from X-Men, and even though I love the character, the actor who played Magneto uh, in, the new, in the new series, it seems like they're going to just kind of revamp everyone but Ryan Reynolds. So, And that makes total sense, and I'm totally okay with that because I'm one of the few sympathizers to the new X-Men first class to Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix saga that actually enjoyed it. I feel like there's not many of us out there, but I'm totally okay with them reinventing and starting over. It's just, I won't say anything. We'll, we'll wait for the, it, the, the we'll Loki wait. episode. Yeah, we'll wait. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of put that in a back seat, reel it back, wait for Eric to get in. And then we'll dive into the whole, you know, the whole Marvel, um, shenanigans. That's, that's, that's been going on. So, um, yeah. You know, I just wanted to give myself a shout out, um, you know, for uh, for doing, I think, almost an award winning performance uh, on Tuesday for uh, a very special episode of Jeff's Rants. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of want to toot my own horn. Uh, I think I nailed it, and I think I should be, you know, awarded something. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, it was pretty fantastic. I was pretty fantastic. Um, and yeah, just wanted to gather your thoughts on on that. I think it was it was epic. It was a great job by you, especially given the <laughs> short notice, and for you to jump in and take Jeff's rants by the horn and say this is where we're going. I I think you deserve. You know what, Jeff? You deserve one drink. Thank you. And. I will pour it for you of your choice. All right. I'll, you know, let's wait to, to pour it when we get on the boat. Okay. And we go boating around. Boating with Barrett. Boating with and Barrett. Bennett. Boating with Barrett. <laughs> you just gave her something already. <laughs> She's already starting to write down stuff about the lake and it hasn't even happened yet. Oh, yeah. Um,. So, yeah, so we touched on Marvel. We touched on, you know, outdoor stuff. And I, I, I forgot to bring up the Ren Fair. Renaissance Fair started. Yeah. And so we'll, many people we'll have been swing. posting on Facebook the past few days because they went over the weekend. 
And, um, you know, I know Eric is, really wants to do a Ren Fair special, and uh, that's definitely on the docket. We just got to figure out the weekend that we're going to go and huzzah it up and drink mead and be merry and whatever. Oh, yeah. So, audience, I don't know if you've, uh, Claudia, I don't know that you've been to Ren Fairs, Claudia. I think ben? she has. I think she has. I think that's I fantastic because it's it's an experience that you need to do. And there's Ren Fairs across the country. So, no matter where you're sitting on your tukus and listening to us right now, look up your local Ren Fair and dive the heck into that because. I, I remember the first time that we went and it just blew my mind. I was like, this is a thing and I love it. And yeah, I think the one we have, we have Bristol, which is I think one of the biggest ones in the United States. I think Minnesota has the largest one, but we're like up there, like I think number three for largest Ren fairs in the, love in it. the U.S. And it's so popular now that it was even in Loki in one of the episodes in the beginning. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they went to the Ren Fair. And I, I don't know what it is about it that makes it so silly and goofy. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's you know, it's very up there with, like, going to Disney with actors interacting with you and messing with you and stuff. You don't get that much at places. Even Six Flags, not really. Uh, but Ren Fair is this whole, it's like a whole interactive thing while you're there. Especially mm. the, uh, the bar crawl where... It's more of a show than anything. It's not just, oh, you go to this bar and try a drink and move on with the group. You get to the bar and they do all this crazy shit while you're at each um, each bar. Uh, but the whole thing's... And it's big. It's a huge place. It's a massive village. The king and queen are there. We've got people jousting. It's It's legit. Yeah, and we got that great picture of you and Eric falling off the ladder. Gosh, <laughs> that was <laughs> that was quite the experience that year. That was fun. We um, we definitely have a good time there when we go. So I'm also really excited about diving and diving back into there. Hopefully, my brother Mac will come since every year he says he's going to come and then he can't make it. Um, and then just recommend, like you said, Justin, anyone else check out the local Ren Fair, hit it up go see it go check it out please yeah do it you don't have to dress up a lot of people do again it's almost like jeff mentioned like disney it's like comic-con-esque level of people just participating and doing it worst case scenario dress up as marty mcfly and have a little fun with it yeah i think they have cosplay days where you can cosplay as anything else i think normal days they want you to stay within the medieval type of costume but there are some days where you can just come as you know hell optimus prime if you wanted to there's a lot of ghostbusters there a lot of ghostbusters there was a lot of game of thrones last time we were there and they were wearing heavy like winter <clears throat> cloaks and stuff it's like they got to be dying in that 100 degrees i'm dying in a t-shirt yeah so um definitely go definitely try the mead i'm a big mead guy ever since i you know uh, went to Scandinavia and got to try um, some meat in old Viking like um, uh, villages and stuff that in Stockholm they built over but you can still go down it's all lit by candle with Viking shields and uh, try the different meads which is uh, opposed to beer that we have here or in Japan they make it with rice and here they make it with hops and 
and all that. Uh, in Scandinavia, they make mead with honey. Fun little tidbit. Uh, and well, some tidbit. of them taste literally like Christmas. Yeah. And it's very good. So, super recommend that. But uh, I kind of want to jump back, because I totally forgot about this. We were talking about horror films, and we are talking about what we are going to watch at the lake. I, I, uh, recently, I think just yesterday, the new American Horror Stories just dropped on Hulu. Yeah. So, have you ever watched any of the American Horror Story? Or I, I watched the first episode. Very meh. It, yeah, it has ups and downs on seasons. Some seasons are better than others. Uh, when Kathy Bates gets into it, it it turns really good and then when she leaves it kind of goes back down um yeah i mean i get i get it i appreciate what they're doing but for me like even like the walking dead i watched an episode of and i was just like meh yeah the walking dead is what dumb thing are they going to do that zombies almost kill them yeah, uh, and that's like every episode. American Horror Story again has its ups and downs depending on the season. I like the last one. It was like 1984, so it was all like literally camp slasher films from the 80s, and that was like the whole story. So I really like that, and all the music and all like the costume design and stuff was all 80s themed. This this uh, time they're doing like an anthology, so every week it's a different short horror story, which. Sometimes anthologies can be good. I don't know if you're into anthology, like horror anthology, or you're just strictly one horror movie and move on to the next one. I'm not against it. I think that there's a lot of great anthologies out there, and even like what the Twilight Zone has done with movies and and shows since the 50s and what they've got currently going on and what they create is fine. I don't know. Maybe I need to reinvest some time and revisit. Possibly. But I think you can just pick up a season that you sound interesting. So like horror, horror carnival, you can pick that one. If there's one with witches, if you like witches and all that stuff. And then there's like the eighties one. So, um, sometimes there's a couple little crossovers, but outside that it's, they're pretty much standalone seasons with obviously using the same actors. But yeah, speaking which of... Is yeah, sorry. Cool. I was going to say that's interesting. I, I like it. I just, you know, again, didn't really dive into it. Speaking of, like, anthologies, I've been meaning to bring this up to you a couple times. Um, I don't think we've ever talked about it even outside the podcast, but um, Stephen King, right? Obviously, we all know who Stephen King is. Are you into any of his books? Are you into any of his movies? The reason I bring it up is obviously he has his super famous books like The Shining, which is, you know, one of the greatest horror movies made. I don't know if you like The Shining or not. I'm trying to remember if you We've were... talked about it. We've we talked have... about it already. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, The Shining, Cujo, um, Carrie, all these movies. Obviously, um, uh, It is you know probably his most recent thing since they redid that movie but he has something called the dark tower i don't know if you've heard of this yep so i go on these wikipedia just whirlwinds of it's time for bed i should be going to sleep and now i'm reading about how pennywise became into existence and how he landed on earth and i'm like what am i doing 
but this dark tower is basically uh i think stephen king they call it the Mi microverse microverse markham some like the marvel cinematic universe or the marvel mm -hmm. universe or the dc universe so apparently all of his characters all of his movies and books are all connected through this other series called the dark tower which um i guess separates the different timelines and it gets more into like almost high fantasy like but with a horror twist to it uh i think they did make a movie out of it with matthew mcconaughey which they unfortunately did. i heard bombed really bad uh but yeah. there's the gunslinger who, was not well received yeah but uh, i heard that the books are like a thousand times better uh and there's the gunslinger in it who's kind of like the good guy uh but who who has run-ins with pennywise has run-ins with some um i think he has a brother pennywise has some other uh, i don't know if it's a brother or something who you know feeds off laughter opposed to feeds off fear or something uh there's like the crimson king who kind of like orchestrates everything and the way like uh carrie and different um like the vampires and stuff get their powers is through this other world that's somewhat connected to our world it's very very interesting you can get really stuck on it i kind of want to read the dark tower series but i haven't read all of stephen king's books so i guess constantly there's connections to uh, a lot of it is with uh, the shining because there's i guess a power in the dark tower or in the stephen king's thing is called the shine right that's what danny uses and stuff you've got the shine yeah and they go more into it in dr sleep which by the way was a really good movie i like that a lot that was that was a good movie and they do dove deeper into like what the shine is and how they use it and i guess other characters like in firestarter and stuff like that they're using some form of this it's almost like his version of magic is is they're able to tap into the shine which originates from the world that the dark tower's in I don't know if you've ever dove into any of this or if you're fascinated as I am with it, but um, who would have thought Stephen King has like his own Marvel universe? Yeah, no, I, I, for what it's worth, I read a lot of Stephen King when I was young. And like my grandmother would always feed me Stephen King books and she'd be like, hey, read this, read this, read this, read this. So I read a lot of them. I have not read The Dark Tower. I'm familiar with it. I know what's going on in it, and I understand like the premise behind everything that's they're orchestrating. But um, I just I don't I don't know. Like I think I I think that there's a larger discussion to be had about Stephen King's writing habits, which in the 80s and late 70s included a lot of cocaine and alcohol well, yeah he said there was like 10 years where he doesn't really remember anything oh yeah and how um, he hid that from his family because <laughs> i think some of his like, kuja or one of them he was like he thought it was like a fever dream like yeah. he was going ham yeah <laughs> uh but that some of his craziest books were written then uh and some and, of his best you know some of the best books are written as such, but my point being, like, I don't know when the Dark Tower hits 
And if it was planned, maybe he had this orchestrated plan where he's like, this is all this microverse. Or if he's just kind of like, guys, holy shit, I accidentally did something here. So this is a great question for Claudia, if she's listening, that she can write into us. Because she's probably the most mega Stephen King fan I know of. But I believe that even in his other books, like It and um, what's the, the vampire one? Um, Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. There's connections between the different books. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe he started planting those seeds early and then um, and then later wrote the Dark Tower and that whole series to kind of time all together. But I believe there's uh, hints and winks, even in Shining, like all of them, where they kind of um, they kind of interact a bit. Yeah, and you know, I, I know we're running close to time, but I mean, he he is a very skilled writer in setting up a universe, and everything takes place in Maine, and like I think he got hit by a car in real life at one point, which is um, a, a point of protagonist angst that like carries out into some of his like more modern novels and, and all that kind of shit. So I, I will give him credit for that. I think he's overly verbose and overrated, but I've read so much of his shit. So yeah. And speaking, and I'll, and I'll end on this and this is something I want to kind of hold off till spooktober. But, um, the other night, uh, I was just on YouTube and found this YouTube channel that I watch quite a bit. Um, uh, he also does like the angry video game nerd and stuff, but he's also a big like film guy. And he, every Halloween he does like uh, thirty horror films in a night or something. And this one was like uh, the history of horror films, which was really well done. And basically, as I'm watching this, there's like a whole Marvel cinematic universe, but for the monster verse. Mm-hmm. it's bananas and we don't i don't want to get into it now because it's something that we really need to like digest that back in like the f- like i think it was like the 40s i mean there was literally crossovers and there was tons of monster movies there wasn't just like dracula and frankenstein and frankenstein's wife and the wolfman there was movies with multiple of them in them there was different studios doing them reusing um the same lots that they use for the other movies and having there was like eight different mummy movies like standalone then there was all the hammer films like there's like this whole thing with the monsterverse i didn't even know about oh yeah it's it's impressively big laurel and hardy are thrown in there at one point um but yeah everything from hammer to universal and uh shameless plug i actually wrote a documentary focusing on vampire film history from like 1890 to the twilight era um that talks about all of that uh so go watch it it's on amazon throw me some shekels i watch that myself tonight or i might have to wait for the the lake to watch that one too (laughs) i've never watched it so (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i mean just leave it up to us that it's you know the middle of summer and we're already just oh, yeah. ramping up the spook stuff <laughs> just can't oh yeah we just we're a bunch of crazy i i think what was it the like memorial weekend we're sitting there having a barbecue and we're already planning out out october and what we're gonna do every weekend for for spooky time 
it's all in the books. And we were like, we still haven't planned out summer yet. Oh boy. All right. Well, on that note, um, we got to end the show somehow. We do. We do. And mm. since I ended last time with uh, just my uh, great impression of the great Victor Chi, um, we we got to do something with you with you here, Justin. Okay. So I'm thinking, you know, we're talking about the MonsterVerse and all that. So let's get your your best uh, Frankenstein impersonation. I, I had a feeling this is where we're going. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why or how, but... Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> all right, thank you. <laughs>